Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts. Past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans high school insider, Big time, Mike McGivern. Well, time for uh, one of my favorite segments in any of the sports shows that I do. And I'll give you an update and, as to how this started. Uh, a number of years, a number of months ago, excuse me, I sat with Ray Hoffman and Chuck Smith uh, from Kern Electric. And we talked a little bit about not being able to turn on the news or read a paper or go online because... Nobody likes each other anymore. And I said, man, we, we don't hear any good stories anymore. And they said, well, what are we going to do about that? And I said, well, look, during my, my youth sports show, why don't, we, why don't we have a high school senior from different schools and call them the current electric superhero of the week? And I'll reach out to principals and say, who's doing great work in your school, in your community, and what senior are you going to really miss when they graduate? And that's how this segment has come to play. What makes someone a superhero? They can leap tall buildings in a single bound? No. Faster than a speeding bullet? No. More powerful than a locomotive? Absolutely not. Let us introduce you to what we believe superheroes are really about. It's time for the current electric superhero of the week. Well, this week's Current Electric Superhero of the Week. Tell you a little bit about her. Nicolay High School. She's a senior at Nicolay. She is strongly considering University of Wisconsin-Madison, planning on majoring in medical engineering. She is a big-time athlete. We don't we don't always have the superheroes that that uh, that get involved in sports, but she is a varsity tennis uh, team player, varsity track and field, and has had a lot of success in in sports. But there's so much more. She is a senior, again, at Nicolay High School. She is I-2 
Agnoni. I, pronounce your last name for me, I too. <laughs> it's Itu Igoni. Itu Igoni. There. Thank you very much. That look. That's not like a Chuck Smith name for me. So I apologize <laughs> if I if I. I'm sure your whole life people have uh, struggled with that. Hey, let's talk a little bit about. Um, your senior year at Nicolay, so far so good. You're still uh, doing extremely well academically and, and athletically. Everything's going okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, in the fall, I had my tennis season, and I got the chance to actually go to state, and I became an all-state athlete for doubles, so that was really cool. And right now, I'm in my school's musical called The Theory of Relativity and well, preparing for my track season. You know, that's the other part that I haven't talked about yet. National Honor Society and Tri-M Music Honor Society and really involved in school musicals, which is is a kind of a cool combination. And Coach Swiddle, I don't know about you, but I envy anybody that can carry a tune. Oh, me too. I won't even sing in the shower I'm in. (laughs) You, You and I are like twins with that. Um, certainly is, is something that, that E2 is, has uh, excelled at. Um, is this, uh, you're having fun in the musical that you guys are doing now? Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. There are a lot of um, solos and ensemble works, and it's just a really fun time to be able to be on stage one last time. Hey, Tommy, the volunteer work that she does, a lot of it is part of the National Honor Society, but planning homecoming and prom... Um, she, as a student council representative, here's the part that jumped off the page for me, or being a writing mentor for underclassmen. So not only can she run, jump, play tennis, and sing, but she's also a mentor for underclassmen with writing. And in her spare time, she watches her favorite show, which is Psych. She writes poetry and spends time with her sister. And I just... Uh, I, I can tell you that when I talked with the principal at Nicolay, he said, look, we got a lot of really talented kids that, you know, are doing great work, but there's one that just uh, we are going to really miss, not only me, but the administration here at Nicolay. And, and when he started talking about her, and Tom, you and I both know Nicolay has a great reputation being a very difficult school academically, but they do a great job with all the extracurricular activities and when it comes to being in the musical or being on the tennis team at Nicolay uh, and the track and field team, you got to be a pretty good athlete. And for her to be able to juggle all of that, um, she, we're not talking about you and I, Coach Swiddle. No, no. Uh, very impressive. E2, you are the, the things that you're doing at your school. Um, I can see why they're going to miss you. And you're like so many high-achieving students that I've worked with through the years. And I would love to look at your daily planner. What I'd like to do is just see how you get all the things that you do into a day. <laughs> um, well, I use my school's assignment notebook, but I don't forget <laughs> assignments or important dates because um, that has happened a lot where I've just like completely forgotten something. So I definitely like to keep track of things and be more organized. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I, you know, again, spending a lot of years in a high school and our um, drama people at Wauwatosa East, where I was for a very long time, the amount of time that goes into um, the musical, I mean, mm-hmm. the hours and hours and hours, 
you're probably between scenes when you're not out there, you're probably, you know, sitting down and doing calculus BC or something. Yeah, that is exactly what I did all through, um, throughout musicals that I did. I, whenever I wasn't on stage, I tried to finish a couple, um, homework problems or, uh, I was doing a lot of science there during musicals. So I'd have to work on my science project in the wings. So there were a lot of things that I had to do, um, but yeah. It's it's all been, it's certainly worth it. Hey, I don't know what Tri-M Music Honor Society is. This is the first that I've I've seen this or heard of it from any of our other superheroes. Can you tell me what that is? Sure. It's, um, it's kind of like any honor society, but it's more so involving music and musicians. So it's composed of band students, orchestra students, and choir students, all who are taking a music class or have been taking music classes. And basically, they um, they are involved in volunteering opportunities that somehow um, help their community through music. Hey, one of the questions that I like to ask our, our current electric superheroes of the week is... Where do you believe that your your servant leadership heart has come from? Um, I think I think it definitely came from the influence of my dad. He always taught me that you have to be a respectful and kind person to other people. So learning that concept as a young kid, it was super influential and easy for me to be involved in volunteering and enjoying volunteering and doing service hours for people. You know, Tom, when you talk to somebody who says that they enjoy the service hours that they have to do and they don't see that as a burden, um, I, I just love to hear that from our young people. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, again, I think I, I said this previously you know, there are some students who will take on service situations, volunteering or whatever, but they do it so they can put it on their their resume. They do it so they can put it on their college application. You know, I'm sure Etu is, is one of those who's doing it because she really wants to do it and knows that it's important. And you are to be congratulated for that. Thank you. <laughs> E2, I loved your answer um, on the question because I, if your dad, if he happens to be listening or he gets a chance to listen to the podcast that'll be posted after the show, oh. with that answer, he's going to feel really good about, you know, really drilling home wh what kind of young adult that you need to be and do, to do that at an early age. I can tell you this that I always wanted to know what my kids were like when they couldn't smell my cologne. And I'm not in the building, I'm not in the car, I'm not around the corner. I wanted to know from other adults what my kids were like. And when I talked to the principal at Nicolet, he just could not stop talking about you and some of the things you've done in the school, around the school, and how they're gonna miss you when you go on. Wow, that is probably one of the greatest accomplishments that I've gotten. Well, good or for you. In general. Um, hey, Tom, when I talked to E2, I said, what What are you planning on next year? And and she said, well, I, I, I've been accepted and, and I'm really considering going to 
um, to Madison. I'm a little disappointed. There was a school out in New York I wanted to go to, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. And I said, hey, if Madison is the second choice, Tom, that's not bad. That's pretty good. A lot of kids don't get into Madison. And she said, I understand that. But I really kind of had hoped to go to a school out in New York. Um, it does not look like that's going to happen. And when I said, what do you want to um, what do you want to go into? And she said, I'm, I'm really thinking about mechanical engineering because it really fits with a lot of things that I enjoy doing. Well, what a great future that you have, regardless of of where you're going. And I just hope if, in fact, you do go to UW-Madison, if Madison's lucky enough to get you, <laughs> you're able to continue doing the things that you were doing at Nicolet. You know, that's a very big school, Madison, and it's sometimes hard to get involved in all of the things you're used to getting involved in. But I'm sure you will find a way to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's perfect. Why? Hey, what about the show Psych that you like so much? Oh yes. Um, so yes, it is my favorite show, and I watch it all the time whenever I get the chance. But basically, it's about um, this guy named Sean Spencer, who he grew up with the influence of his dad, who was a cop, and so he was around a lot of like crime and like crime solving in general. So. He creates this fake psychic detective agency with his best friend, Gus. And basically, he solves crime for the Santa Barbara Police Department. And it's a comedy and sort of a drama at the same time. But I just really love the comedic aspect to it. And it makes me really happy whenever I'm not happy. Hey, Tom, when, when I told you about the Current Electric Superhero of the Week segment and how fun it is to do. And I think if half of these winners will go, go on to college and then come back to our community and they're the leaders of our community in the future, man, we're going to be just fine. We're going to yeah, be just fine. Absolutely. And all you people listening out there, you may be working for E2 someday. <laughs> just, just remember this. And remember how nice Tom and I were to you, yeah. E2. If, if you see a resume, make sure you hire us first. You guys, go to the Current Electric Facebook page, and they will post a beautiful picture of E2 and her bio that we just talked about. And you know what? Send a note or congratulate her because it really is quite an accomplishment, everything that, that she has done and she's going to do in the future. E2, thank you so much for a couple of minutes of your time. Uh, finish the school year strong. Don't don't make us pull this current electric superhero of the week award away from you. Of course. <laughs> I got I got a feeling we're not going to have to do that. Uh, but thanks a lot. Have a great weekend. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for having me on the air. You you got Thank it. Thank you. you E two. Let's get to a break. Hey Tom, how fun is that? You know oh, you've been around high school age kids for a really long time, and you know that these there's a number of kids in different schools doing great work. But am I right that six months ago to, to start to get feeling a little bit down that we we just don't hear about these kids anymore? Yeah, it's it's amazing that you know they're you know not just E two but like you said every high school has these these young people that are just amazing and it's just great to hear their story. Great, I I, I and you've been such a good part of being a co-host in this because you, you you've lived it, you've you've known a lot of these kids and I. 
think it's wonderful for us to be able to talk about E2 and some of the other kids that we've done. Again, you can go to the Kern Electric Facebook page. Take a look at the last, I don't know, four months of Saturdays to get an idea. And, and if you've not heard all of our Kern Electric Superheroes of the Week, take a look at what they put on their Facebook page. And uh, you'll get like me. You'll start feeling pretty good about where our community is going to end up with these kids being the leaders here in the future. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Brad Arnett, he's the owner and director of Next Level. WFCA Combine coming up. We'll get an update from Brad. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. We're now joined by the owner and director of Next Level. He is Brad Arnett. Hey, Brad, how you been? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? We're doing. I'm doing good. It sounds like Coach Swiddle's doing really oh, well. I'm doing you great, know? Coach. You bet. He's. Uh, hey, he's got a great life, man. He's got a great life. He's got a beautiful wife that takes good care of him, as I do. And uh, things are going really well. Let's talk about the upcoming Spring Combine, April 24th, out at Next Level. Um, I hear nothing but great things. I've been to a number of them when when it was over at Sussex Hamilton. But with the, the switch over to Next Level, Brad, i got to tell you, everybody that gets involved in that says nothing but good things about you and your staff. Well, I, I appreciate that. It's Since we started doing it, it, it's been a great opportunity to get kids exposure to college athletes. Uh, I should say college coaches, um, which they may not normally get. So it, it really does help open doors for them. Well, and, and as Mike mentioned, Brad, you know, your facility is so impressive. It's just the perfect place to hold the combine and you know, maybe just spend a minute and, and talk about your facility out in Waukesha. And uh, for those who haven't been there, um, it is widely regarded as the best facility in the state for sports performance training. Uh, give us an idea of, of all the things that are at your facility. So obviously we do performance training, but in-house we have a full rehab clinic. Um, we've got chiropractic services, and we also have – uh, therapeutic massage. So those three components have created a great synergy that we all work together, refer people to each other. And um, when someone comes in, our goal as a unit is to get them as close to 100% as we can, whether they've got something going on or not. That's our goal. So the facility itself, it's um, about 50,000 square feet. Our field turf is roughly 30 yards wide by 80 yards long. We have a full basketball court, training for uh, the weight room, sand pit, cardio area, rebound wall. We have a mezzanine upstairs that we use for baseball and golf. We have cages on the main floor for baseball and golf. So the, the thing that works great about it is I can separate areas by curtains. So let's say any night during the week we may have – baseball going on, volleyball or basketball going on, 
and then our training part going on, and no one has to cross paths or interrupt each other. So it creates a good flow, and we can get a lot of people in and out and get done what we need to get done. For more information on Next Level, you can go to their website. It's nxlevelathletics.com. And take a look at, you know, you can watch a couple of the videos. You can take a look at what the facility um, looks like. Look at the coaches and, and the community and, and the things that they are about. You know, there's, there's a number of things that when you talk to people that um, have been part of Next Level, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's like a cult, Brad, but I'm telling you, man, these people are like, look at it, you know, my son or daughter, they, they helped her become a better athlete, a better human being and, and got her or him ready to play at whatever that next level is. And then there's things for, for adults as well. Um, if they want to, if they have to rehab or get better at, at certain parts to get stronger, um, that certainly is kind of what the core mission of Next Level is, is to get kids, uh, you know, st- bigger, stronger, faster, and, and ready for their next season. Well, it, it, you're absolutely right. And, and I think you hit on a big part there, too, with helping kids become a better human being. And I've always told people, I don't coach for the income, I coach for the outcome. And that outcome process is different for everybody. And whether someone's going to go on to college athletics, they want to have a better experience in high school, what I, what affects me the most is when a parent comes up to me and says, you know, Johnny and Jenny are doing better in school. Their grades are improved. They've got better relationships with their siblings. They don't have to get on them all the time to, to do the chores. Um, they, they've become more outgoing. They've got more self-confidence. Those are all the things that... Uh, revolve around the concept that becoming a better person is parallel with becoming a better athlete. And you can be a better person and still be a good athlete. And they go hand in hand. I agree. I do. Well, I agree like with that. I'd like to throw out my testimonial too, Please. if I could, Mike. You know, my son trains there. Um, you know, he would come home from Michigan Tech in, in May, beginning of May, and he would train for – three months and then go back to football at Michigan tech. And he would have his greatest gains while in the hands of, of Brad and his people um, than he did during the school year, if you will, you know, doing what they're doing at Michigan tech, you know, he, he PR and everything last fall or last summer, I should say. And then of course his season was canceled. So he didn't even get a chance to play. But, again, Brad and his staff are incredible, and it's one of the reasons why our combine is so highly thought of. Um, It's the fact that Brad and his people run it, and they know all the measurements and all the the things that are being timed and so on are are actual measurements and times, and that has given it so much validity. Yeah, it it really has, and... There, there. I don't know the numbers if if people can still sign up. I know the date is still open um, uh, for another week or so. I think the deadline might be the 16th of April, but I don't know. Um, I know we're we're looking at somewhere around four to 450 is where you might have to cut it off, Tom. Do you know if we've hit that number yet? We haven't hit the number unless Brad knows something that I don't. Brad's facility um, and the way he runs it is is so well that we can handle a lot of people. 
and having it in house with the flow, so the kids are hosed on on the court. But it's just got an easy flow going from station to station, right into the weight room, doing the upper body testing, the body weight, the height. Um, so we stage them by position, so they're staggered start times. So as one group is finishing, we're starting to warm up with the next group. Um, so we, you're right, Tom. We we do get a lot of kids through. Uh, we do the best we can to make sure that nobody feels like a number. Um, and we, and, and while kids are doing things, we help coach them too. We give them reminders of things. Keep this in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, it's not just okay. Sorry, you did. You know, you did it this way. No, come here quick. I'll stop the drill. I'll talk to him for a second. Okay, yes, coach, I got it. All right, let's start over again. So we try to make it as great of experience as we can for everybody involved. Yeah. And, Mike, I know we're uh, running out of time here, but a couple things that I would like to mention, if I could. Sure. Brad's son, Owen, has committed to play football at Wisconsin next year. You must be very proud of that. Oh, I am. Thanks, coach. I I attribute that a lot to you, coach. I do. And, 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 the, and the coaches that are at Arrowhead, we had a great season, I felt. Made a good development, but um, he's, I'm very proud of him. He works hard, and uh, he's earned it, and I'm looking forward to watching him play at the next level. You look good in red, Brad. Add, Mike, um, is that um, – No, Mike, red, red is thinning. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> you know, I should be wearing all red then, Brad. That's the key. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry, Tom. Well, go might, ahead. Oh, wait a minute. I, I, do, I do wear that uh, arrowhead red, I guess. I look good in <laughs> Hey, but one thing else, Mike, is that uh, Brad is going to have that rare opportunity this summer to coach Owen in the All-Star game. Um, not only is Brad a, a you know an unbelievable sports performance trainer, but he's a great defensive line coach, and he's going to coach in the All-Star game this summer and coach his son. Man, what a, what a how great is that? The memories that Coach Swiddle has from coaching his son. Um, Brad, enjoy every minute of, of that experience. Well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And when I got the news, I think Coach Little was the first one to call me and, and talk to me about those, those memories and that experience and just how great it was for him. Man, that's – hey, but, um, one last thing, and I, I only have one complaint, and I complain all the time about the WFCA Combine – you have the offensive and defensive linemen getting there at 8 a.m. and testing from 9 to 11. You let those pretty boys, the quarterbacks, sleep in and they, you know, get a nice rest in and then come at 2:30. And I think one year you guys should change that and have those those pretty boys of the quarterbacks come early and have the offensive and linemen and defensive linemen come late. Brad, what do you think? Well, I'm trying to work up their appetite because I know they're going to take full advantage of lunch. Yeah. So, I'm trying to guide him in that way. <laughs> that, that's the best answer I've had. Uh, anybody give me for that. So we're going to stay with that. He is Brad Arnett. Again, if, if you don't know of him, you've heard about, you know, this facility Next Level and the great work that they do. He's the owner and director of Next Level, the WFCA Combine coming up. If you have a son, not playing right now, they can't be playing now, but they had to play in the fall. There, there is still a little bit of room left, uh, but there is a limited amount that they can get to. And you have just a couple of weeks yet um, to get this involved. In fact, uh, only one week. 
um, you can go to the WFCA uh, website. It's WIFCA.org and go to the combine, go to the events and then combine. And there's a place for you to get all the information you need and sign up and get a chance to uh, participate, your kids to participate in this really great event for, for them and get a chance to be um, coached up. And they, the, t- the test they do is the 40, the agility, the L drill, vertical, broad jump, and bench press. You get two attempts at each test and next level personnel are running that. So all these numbers are accurate. These are the correct numbers. Brad, last thing, the most unbelievable part for me as somebody who we used to do this show live when you guys are doing it is how organized you and your staff are to get these kids in and through and keep everything on a timeline. And that was really impressive to me. Well, I I appreciate that. And the coaches that volunteer too, that help record times, keep the kids in order, make sure they get from station to station. It's definitely uh, done by committee, and uh, I I give them a lot of credit, too, and it's just been a joy to do it. That's awesome. Hey, Brad, thank you very much, and again, congratulations, you and your son. Enjoy that All-Star game. There's just so many memories that, that you're going to have from that, and uh, good luck with this combine coming up in a couple weeks. Thank you. I enjoyed being on the show. I wish you guys all the best, and have a great day. Thank you, Brad. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to the head football coach at Onalaska. He hosts a podcast called The Fall Guys. Interviews uh, does a show kind of similar to this one. And we'll talk to Tom. Is it Yashansky? Coach Whittle? Tom Yashinsky. Tom Yashinsky. Man, you, you roll your eyes at me. I stink at names, I'll tell you that. <laughs> this is the I know yours, though. He's Coach Swiddle. Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, past president of the WFCA. He's a WFCA Hall of Fame member and associate head football coach at Heartland Arrowhead. He's Tom Swiddle. Hey, Tom, before we get to our next guest, man, Brad Arnett has had such an impact on our community, just a positive impact. He's an incredible guy, and I am so glad that I've gotten to know him better through coaching at Arrowhead. Um, He is unbelievably great with kids, and he gets everything out of them. He he really inspires me every day watching him coach. Man, that's awesome. Well, speaking of inspiring, anybody that I go on their, their Twitter page and talks about being a husband and a father and a U.S. Air Force vet, and he is a war veteran and a head football coach. He gets my uh, all the respect that I can send his way. He's the head football coach at Onalaska High School. He also of the Fall Guys. It's a podcast, and we'll talk to him about that. It's uh, they they are doing a little bit similar to what we do here, which is great. Highlighting, promoting, celebrating high school and college athletics with coaches that have ties to the state of Wisconsin. And we are now joined by the head coach again at Onalaska High School. He is Tom Yashinsky. Hey, Tom, how are you today? 
Great. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Thanks first and on. yeah, first and foremost, thank you so much uh, for your service and and uh, what you've done for our country. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Yeah, I think when I'm on your uh, on your Twitter page right now, and uh, for anybody that uh, wants to to follow him, it's at he's at T Y Ash, so it's T Y A S H, um, number forty two. T Y A S H, the number forty two, and again, husband and a father, U.S. Air Force. He is a war veteran, head football coach at Onalaska. Pound the Rock is. Uh, is on his Twitter page and and uh, hey coach, how long have you been the the head football coach on Alaska and and where did you grow up? So I'm from originally from West of Pier, uh, played for Coach Turnquist there. Um, sure. I graduated in 2003. I um, was in the Air Force, like you guys said, there for four years. Uh, I was up in up in Alaska for a couple of years, coached three years of, of high school football up there. I went to UWL for uh, college. Um, I coached there for one year with uh, with Larry Terry as a student coach, and then I've been at Onalaska ever since. So I've been there uh, since 2008. I've been the head coach since 2012. So I just finished my ninth year as the head wow. coach there. Good. Wow, Tom, I didn't realize you went to West Pier and played for Bill Turnquist. Yeah. Wow. Yep. You know, I was reminiscing actually on the podcast. Uh, Two weeks ago with with coach Golomsky from a Schwab oh, sure. about the old Bay Conference and just kind of the legends of coaching that have come from there with with coach Collier and, and Rabus and coach Turnquist and you know Man. all those guys that for so long did such a great job in that conference Wow well hey. Tom I have to tell you when when you and I talked about uh, your podcast and your plan and I thought boy this is really going to be good. And it has been. I have listened to most of your episodes and, and very impressed with how you guys do that. And I think our listeners would be very interested in how you came up with this idea. I mean, how, how did you come up with the idea of this podcast and maybe even talk about the mechanics of doing it? Yeah, so, you know, we started talking about it back in, in probably July of last year when me and Scott Swanson from, from the, uh, La Follette and Matt Kimmis, who's at the Forest, Pete Willekit, who's my college roommate uh, at McFarland. And we started talking about, with, with the football season kind of in question, uh, what, you know, what we're going to do with our time. And we said, hey, it'd be fun to, to start a podcast and just start getting coaches on and talking about their stories and hearing how they got into coaching and, and all those cool stories that you missed at the, at the WFCA clinic this past year. Um, so we talked about it, and we got your guys' approval, and, and we were going to start it up. And then uh, I ruined the whole thing by actually having a season and being able to play in the fall. Uh, the other Shame two guys, you. obviously, yeah, right. The other <laughs> three guys obviously weren't able to do that, and, and two of them are playing right now. I know at Scott at, at La Follette just still hasn't been able to go, which is unfortunate. Um, but you know, so then we took the lead, and and. and Scott Swanson really is kind of ducked out of it. He's in the background. He, he'll feed us some ideas for guests and things like that. But he, he said, I really just want to listen and just have a really small role in it. But Pete and Matt have, uh, have been along, and, and um, you know, we just built a list of guys that we knew that we think we could get a hold of and some connections that we had had and um, started going from there. We do it all on Zoom. Uh, we, we send them the questions ahead of time so they have an idea of, of what we're going to ask. And then what we do is while we're on, on the podcast or on the recording with the, with the guest, um, 
we sit there and type back and forth on a Google Doc so that we don't talk over the top of each other, you know, so we try to kind of have a flow to the show of, hey, I got a follow-up question or, uh, nope, I got, I got no follow-up questions, so you're ready to go. Uh, and that's the way we found it to work the smoothest so that we, so we're not talking over, you know, and then we're keeping on schedule and not, because uh, you know, about 45 minutes to an hour, if we go any longer than that, we, we know that people are going to start tuning out and just uh, whatnot. But it's been a fun ride. You know, we have, I think, 17 episodes up right now. Um, and I'm kind of taking the lead on it and going solo here as those guys are, are doing their fall or their spring seasons, which uh, we knew would happen as they, uh, as they started up. It was going to be hard for them to join uh, and continue doing that. But when summer rolls around and they're done, we'll, we'll get those two back on and, and keep rolling with it. Now, to be clear, hey, Coach, Tom, you guys don't talk X's and O's. And, no. and you've already said it. Instead, you want to hear stories from coaches that you would hear at the bar at the clinic. And I think you've accomplished that. But I have to ask you, how did you get a PG-13 rating with your episode with Stan Zwiefel? You, you know, I don't know. You know, so Stan has been, you know, he does the color commentary for the All-Star game when we have those. So we know he's able to, uh, we know he's able to hit the filter when he needs to. Um, but, no, we said the same thing. You know, you might have to, might have to click the explicit lyrics uh, mark on this one when we post it. But, no, and you're right. We, we don't want to talk X's and O's. People are doing that. Um, you know, Drew Ambrose has done a great job of organizing those Zoom calls for the WFCA uh, and doing those clinics. The Run the Power podcast does a great job of talking X's and O's. We simply wanted to hear stories from the guys and how they did it, you know, how they get to where they were, um, what are some of the obstacles, who helped them along the way. Because I think so often in this coaching, coaching profession, uh, we fail to look back and recognize those guys that gave us a break. Who is that guy that gave you that break or gave you your start or taught you a lesson that you look back and go, man, if he wouldn't have taught me that, I would, I'd still be struggling with this. Um, and, and, and we've got to hear that, you know, with Mick Miyamoto and so many guys talking about, I, we still have to get this guy on, but so many guys talking about John O'Grady and how he helped shape their coaching, their coaching journey. So, uh, that's the awesome thing to hear. And I think if a guy like Coach O'Grady listens, he's going to hear all these guys that he's impacted and realize, you know, holy cow. I mean, look at, look at what I've accomplished the past 40, 50 years of coaching. And I think it's going to mean a lot to him to hear from those, those fellow coaches uh, about that impact that he's made. Hey, Tom, one of the reasons that, uh, that we don't send out uh, the questions ahead of time here on this show is so that we can do things like this in 2018 opening game against River Valley, why is it that we didn't hand the ball off more to Nathan uh, Lubinsky? <laughs> so, uh, obviously, I'm kidding, Tommy. Rushed for 133 yards that that game. But we don't we do not do any gotcha questions either on, on this show. So, I thought I'd throw that one out. And yeah. I think maybe we should have pounded the rock with Nathan a little bit more that game. Oh, we were young on the old line that year. I remember that one. That was a, that was, that was a tough one. We went and got him the, the year prior. We went down to River Valley and got him. And, uh, they, they came up, and, and we didn't get anything going until probably about the, halfway through the fourth quarter where we finally scored some points on him. But, uh, no, that was – hey, I'm with you on that one. I'm sure Nathan would, be, would, would agree with you on that one as well. <laughs> 
bit. And you, I'm totally kidding. We don't do any of that stuff here. And we do talk over each other a little bit every once in a while. But boy, oh boy, it, uh, I, I did not know about your podcast, but I will certainly go on it and, and take a listen. If you do what I did and, and just Google, if you want to just Google podcast, the fall guys, there's a number of ways that you can listen to their uh, their past uh, episodes. And and I'll tell you, anytime you get a chance to to listen to, to Ken Golovsky talk a little bit, uh, Dave Hinkins from, from Xavier, and, and there's just a number of things that people that listen to this show, you would, I'm sure, you would enjoy to listen to this podcast. We're going to get to a break, other side of the break. We'll continue our conversation. And again, this is a uh, a guy that needs uh, our respect. He was a war veteran. He is Air Force veteran, head football coach at on Alaska. There's some really good sports going on up in that neck of the woods. Their basketball program is really, really good, if you don't know about that. And uh, their football program is every bit as good. He is Tom Yashinsky. He's the head football coach at on Alaska. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle, associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead, and our guest, the head football coach at Onalaska High School. He is one of the hosts of The Fall Guys. It's a podcast similar to what we do here, which is great, interviewing high school and college coaches throughout the state of Wisconsin, or if they're not in the state, they're guys that have ties to the state of Wisconsin. And, and I love the fact that they're taking the time to do that because anytime we can highlight, promote, and celebrate football here in the state of Wisconsin, I am all for that. He is Tom Yashinsky. Hey, Tom, when uh, when you took over at Onalaska, I, I know that that, their, that basketball program has been really talented for a long time. Um, football certainly is right there with them. A lot has changed, I think, in that area of our state of Wisconsin. And uh, I, I think it's it's gotten to be a really great sports area, don't you think? Yeah, you know, it's gotten uh, – I think we're starting to, to be a lot more respected. Obviously, the basketball here has been respected for a long time. Coach Craig Gold does a great job. They've yes. been uh, to, to state finals, to, to semi – or, uh, you know, the, the sectional final, sectionals every year that I've been here. So um, – and, and him and I get along really well. Uh, and I think that the success that they have had has helped us grow as well, and we've been able to, to share some kids over the years. Um, and just, you know, basketball in this area, I think is really, really good considering the size of the population that we have. We're not nearly as dense as the Madison area, the, the Milwaukee, the Valley, Fox Valley. Um, but we still put out some really talented kids and some really good programs, uh, for our area. Um, and, and that's trickled down to some other sports. So it's, it's been fun to, to kind of grow it along the way and, uh, it's been a. It's definitely been a, a process for us to get to where we are as a football program. But we're not on the level of our basketball program yet. But we're we're hoping that we can get there in time. It, it, Craig didn't do it overnight either, so we're we're hoping we can get there. Correct. Well, on Alaska, couldn't have uh, somebody in, better in charge than yourself for their football program. And Mike, I have to tell you, 
Tom is one of the up and comers in the state in terms of, of coaching. He not only has proven himself, you know, in, in terms of what he's been doing at Onalaska and their success in football, but he's also somebody who is starting to get very involved in the WFCA and, and we need younger guys like himself involved. And, you know, I'm, I'm very confident that, you know, when Tom and others, you know, that are around his age, those guys that are involved, the WFCA is going to be in great hands. That is for sure. Now, Tom, I have to ask you, you know, one of the things that I like about your, your podcast is, you know, you not only talk about success that coaches have had, but also you talk about things that, that haven't necessarily gone well for them. Does, does anything stick out in, in any of your guests, you know, situations that come to mind in your talks with them that kind of, uh, oh, my, they really did learn a lesson there? You know, we were talking to, I was talking to Coach Kalomsky two weeks ago, and he was talking about how he, he thought about hanging it up, how he was uh, struggling early on, and, and he talked to one of his mentors, and his mentor said, you know, it's about the kids. you got to make it about the kids, and, and you have to let go of some of these things in order to, to do that. Um, and it was an eye-opener for him. And I, and I think that's a really important part of, of us as coaches is to see some of the places where other people have also struggled because we look at the Steve Joneses and the 70 game win streaks and the Muskegos and all that. But a lot of times we don't look 10 years prior to that and see when Kimberly was, was and nine for a couple of years in a row. Um, you know, the, the success that, that programs like that have, it, it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, and, and there was some struggle to get there and we all want the magic, the magic bean, right. That's going to, that's right. going to, make our program into the Kimberleys, the Muskegos, the ones that are at that level. Um, but there isn't one. It's just a lot of, it's struggle, it's growth, it's learning. I was talking with Dave Hinkins this past week about uh, taking your lumps. And Dave's been at Xavier 20 years, and sometimes you got to take some lumps early because the only way to learn something is to gain the experience. You can't buy experience. Um, so that's, I think, a valuable thing that if there's young coaches out there listening – that they need to hear. You're, you're going to have to fail in order to succeed. Uh, and it's how you handle that adversity and how you handle those failures that are going to help you grow. Absolutely. Hey, hey Tom, to can ask, I ask oh, you, sure. can I ask Tom real quick, yeah. how much did you learn when, when, when you were in the Air Force that carried over as far as lessons like you just talked about into the coaching ranks? I think the, the biggest thing that I learned there was was learning from some experiences, you know, learning from some struggles, um, being able to wait, right, some patience on, on things are going to take time and things aren't going to go your way overnight. Um, I, I learned how to, how to lead, I think, and I learned some leadership tactics that I found weren't effective. You know, like sometimes you learn how to lead and you also learn how not to lead, right? You, right. The, the best people that you work for and that were in charge of you were probably the ones that were doing the, the dirty work right alongside you, not telling you what you had to do, but saying, hey, this is what we have to do, so let's go do it together. Um, and I think that was what I learned the most from there was those people that were in charge in positions of authority or leadership that would get down and do the tough stuff with you rather than just saying, hey, you have to do this, and because I'm higher ranking, I'm going to watch you do it. Um, th- those were the lessons I, I think that I learned the most, and perseverance, that it's just not going to be easy. Coach Swiddle, keep him keep him close and get keep him involved with the WFCA because you're right. 
guy like this starts getting more and more involved in the WFCA, it will continue to be the, the, the best um, high school coaches association in the United States. Hey, uh, Coach Yashansky, thank you very much. Coach Swiddle, thank you very much. Again, check out the podcast. It's the Fall Guys podcast. The Fall Guys. And uh, you can hear more of what you just heard from the head football coach on Alaska. Hey, Tom, both Toms, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. You do. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. You got it. Uh, Back to the studio. Well done. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan.